1: What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? High noon on a Wednesday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory for the next two hours here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. He's Arthur Motes, I'm Wesley Euler. Between the two of us, we have got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest. But what you should know by now, knuckleheads, if you wanna chime in anytime over the next two hours, you can find us on the com. I'm talking the twitter.com at Wesley Euler at the body52. Body. And you know, Arthur Motes, this is normally the part of the show where, you know, I ask you how you're doing, and you know, I say, oh, we've got a jam-packed show today, right? Because there's just certain things that you have to do in sports media. And one of them is you always have to say, Oh, it's a jam-packed show today. We it's got this coming up. Jam-packed. We got that coming up. You know, you gotta tease it, right? You gotta get the people hooked on what you got going on for the next couple hours. But I don't know if we have time for that today, Motsi, because we do actually have so much to get to. We still need to get your thoughts on the Texans game, some of your reactions there from Sunday, and obviously now with uh, all these developments that uh, yesterday, the news coming out about the Titans. uh, This morning here, just about 20 minutes ago, the announcement coming that the game will not be played on Sunday. It's going to be Monday or Tuesday. But I start with this, Arthur Motz, uh, as a former NFL player. Um, yesterday, right, mm-hmm. when the news broke, I think it was about 1045, 11 o'clock in the morning, um, that the Titans facility was closing down for the week, the Vikings facility was closing down for the week due to coronavirus concerns. Uh, your initial reaction and just kind of your, your, your thoughts here as, as we start to move forward and we know the game's at least not going to be on Sunday.
2: Yeah, um, I think initially I was a little bit surprised, um, especially because going into that game, Prior to the AJ Terrell news with the Falcons, the NFL had just talked about you know 14,000 tests being out, nobody testing positive. They they had one senior uh, person get tested and they uh, tested positive. I think it was the uh, Al Riveron? But other than that, none of the players had tested positive up for the first two weeks. So in that regard, you know, it, it was it was kind of disheartening because it's like, man, you know, how long? Your question: How long can the NFL season go on before you get sure? you know, a a COVID outbreak. And we know it was the inevitable. We know just the amount of people you do the math on, the law of averages, somebody's going to test positive. It just is what it is. I think that's important, too.
1: If you you saw what happened in college football and you saw what Mm -hmm. happened in Major League Baseball, right, the other two non-bubble leagues – I think you were naive if you weren't expecting this yeah. to happen at some point.
2: But but I do think a lot of people did get that false sense of security after the first two weeks, and especially after the NFL put out the, the tweet. I thought it was a little premature to celebrate it with the whole two weeks, 14,000 testing, thing, because obviously the next week, what do you have? First you have a player miss a game, A.J. Terrell, cornerback of the Atlanta Falcons, and then you find out what two days later after the game – that now with the Tennessee Titans and Vikings, you had eight people, three players, five, uh, just you know staff on the team, testing positive. Mm-hmm. So that that part was a little, you know, like I said, disheartening. But as a whole, I think the NFL handled this, uh, very well. Um. I didn't think they needed to say as much as they said yesterday in terms of leaking the report about the facility being closed until Saturday. I think you could have worded that differently. You hmm. could have said indefinitely or until we retest and, and we gather, gather, more, gather information. more information. Right. Yeah. I think them putting that Saturday deadline, though, that really added a lot more stress to the situation from a national standpoint. Obviously, anyone who had a social media or, or a TV prior to the debate, this was all that was talked about because – Just the thought of, man, is the game going to be canceled? 16 games, you cancel one, that's a big deal. It's not Mm -hmm. like baseball where you had 60 games. It's it's not like NBA where you got 80-something games. Like, this is different. Then you ask yourself, okay, well, if we play the game Sunday, 1 o'clock, but the Titans aren't able to practice or get into the facility until Saturday – They're at a competitive disadvantage. It's not even close. Anyone saying otherwise really doesn't understand sports at all, especially football. I I, I
1: agree with you on that.
2: Then I said, okay, the other alternative is if you move the game, well, now you're going to start inconveniencing the Steelers and the Titans for potentially their next game following week. But the, the reason why I think the NFL handled it well is this. We understand with COVID, with the procedures and protocols in place, somebody if this were to happen was going to be inconvenienced somebody was either going to get the short end of the stick where they're playing a day later or two days later or they have to get the game postponed and played at a later time during the season we know that was going to happen at some point I just don't understand why it it comes off as this you know they they should just tough it out tough luck go out there and play (laughs) That's a Pittsburgh narrative because we're benefiting from that. If this and this is the thing that I said when I was talking about this when it first came up yesterday, we'll we'll sit here in Pittsburgh and say, man, that game should be played at Sunday, one o'clock, regardless. I don't care. Why should we be inconvenienced by playing a game on Monday or Tuesday of next the week? Guys who test positive, and then we get, right. can't
1: play and you keep rolling. Exactly, right?
2: That that should that's what we would say. We're saying that now. My thing is this though. If this were the playoffs and the roles were reversed. It was the Steelers who weren't going to be able to practice until Saturday, and they still had a game on Sunday at 1 o'clock, divisional round, wild card round. Would we really be sitting here with, with, with these mad faces talking about, no, man, why we moving the game? You got to play it on time. That's on them. We would not. So I just want people to understand that, and that's why I think with the NFL, with this move that they're doing, they're putting everybody in account right here. They're saying, well, look, man, we can't do it by ourselves. We all got to do this together. It is what it is. One week is this team. Two weeks down the road, it could be another whole different team. We need to do something that is going to at least have a president that is fair going forward and not having just one team be at a a, a terrible disadvantage from a competitive standpoint.
1: Yeah, the the one thing that has driven me crazy over the last 24 hours is the use of that word fair. (laughs) If you followed any sports since the pandemic, the mm-hmm. word fair is chucked out the window. Moats, I'm sure you probably heard this as a kid. I know my parents told me this as a kid. Life isn't fair. Correct. And you know what? It's funny, too, because we always say sports is a perfect microcosm of life. Very true. <laughs> life isn't fair. Nothing about this is fair. Okay, because paint me this picture. Say... um, the Steelers, uh, the Ravens come here to Pittsburgh first, right? Or do I have that backwards? Do we uh, go there first? We
2: go there first. They come here later. They come here Thanksgiving. Yes.
1: That's yes. right, right? Yes. Th- or is it the other way around? You know what? I got a computer right here. Let's pull it up. Steelers, Ravens, Google search. Uh, this is thrilling radio. Yeah, okay, we go First yeah, game we we go in to Baltimore, them. Thanksgiving yeah. is here. So, riddle me this. If... The Steelers played the Ravens on October 25th in Baltimore, and there were no fans there. Mm-hmm. But then something happened in the next month by Thanksgiving, and the Steelers—now this isn't going to happen—but the Steelers were allowed to have 66,000 fans at Heinz Field. Right, right. It, is is that fair to the Ravens? Um, WVU just went to Oklahoma State, and there were fans in the stands there. Mm-hmm. Uh, WVU is going to come home next weekend and play Baylor. There won't be fans in the stands there. Is mm-hmm. that quote-unquote fair? Nothing about sports in a pandemic is fair right? Mm-hmm. Do you agree with me on that? Like, I, I do. I, I, use I guess that word for fair. me... Like, was it fair to the Lakers that they well, got the number one well, seed and then, say, then never had the home court advantage? You know what I mean? Like, but, Nothing's but, been but no, no, no. fair.
2: I think this is what we... I think we differ a little bit right here when we talk about fairness in terms of fan element. That,
1: that, that's, I'm, I'm talking from the fan yes, perspective. Yes, because I would yeah. say
2: from a player's perspective, to me, it really wouldn't matter if it was 100,000 people there or zero right, people there. Right. As long as I didn't have my chance to prepare, the field is 100 yards, I'm good to go. That's kind of how white, like yeah. white lines and hundred yards. <laughs> right from from a player standpoint, that's how I think yeah. of it. I think sure. from like the fans' perspective, we view the fandom a lot bigger. We put more weight on it for us. Yeah, you feel you feel energy off of the fans without a doubt. But that's not going to make or break. That's not going to make me feel as if this is advantage or not. Because if that's the case, every stadium should be the same size, should it not? Exactly. I mean, if you're playing at JMU, you play in front of what thirty thousand. Then you might play William and Mary, same conference. Three hours down the road, you playing in front of 6,000.
1: Or, we, I mean, we talked yeah. about, too, with other – like, certain sports, baseball particularly, right, they have different dimensions from field to yeah, field. Yeah, so that's why a they – yeah. A home run in one park is, or if is if a, is a fly in, out if you're Or if you're playing park.
2: at the Colorado Rockies, hitting a home run there compared mm. to hitting a home run in Pittsburgh, like, it's different.
1: So that, to me – I get that, like, we fair, fair, fair. We've talked about fair. Mm-hmm. What's fair for the Steelers, right? Because, and I will, and, you know, Moats, you know this. I, I, I like to kind of speak for the fans, right? I have right, a right. fan perspective. I, unlike you, do not have a decade of experience in the National See, That's hockey. the yin and the yang. That's I the, love it. I love that's it. That's the duality of man. If you want to tell me that it's frustrating, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. When I got the – I was driving in here when I got the notification that the Steelers game was going to be moved to Monday or Tuesday. I was upset because Sunday at 1 o'clock is my favorite kickoff <laughs> a weekday A weekday prime <laughs> me, game tell me, tell me, not is my mention. least favorite kickoff <laughs> I was say, time.
2: Because with, with, with a Monday or Tuesday kick, I was about to do to me and you for the rest 16, of next week? Oh 16,
1: 18-hour day, four-hour
2: sleep. Weren't we just complaining about the Monday night? Yep. Like, dude, I hate Monday night games. I don't want to cover the Monday night game oh man our days about to be so long then the week the rest of the week is super condensed you're trying to do two and three things on one day yeah (laughs) like trust me we're not fans of it we're not i I promise you believe me if i was uh if i was the
1: emperor if i was the czar (laughs) okay if i was the master and conductor and instructor and (laughs) commander the steelers would be playing football at one o'clock on sunday listen i'll be doing
2: it dictator style and like i said now it's only good in this scenario where it benefits us now because it could be, like I said, a couple weeks later, we'll be on the short end of it. But I hate these
1: middle-week games. I, I, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, I don't want none of them. No, I'm not I want Sunday, 1:00. <laughs> yes. Maybe 1 o'clock. Maybe one or two Sunday night games. No, no, every no, no, other no, game. no, 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 A 4, four o'clock, o'clock
2: game. <laughs> game. Yeah, let's listen, don't know. Don't 8 o'clock me now because that's the 8.30 start. Like, give me the 4,
1: 4.30, I'll take that. We good. That's, that's our nighttime. I will say, though, that this is the one area where I sympathize with the fans. I saw this come out a little mm-hmm. bit here in the last half an hour. I think they're gonna play the game on Tuesday. You and I talked about this before yeah. we went on air. Uh and the reason why is because everybody knows this. Monday night football is a big deal. Okay. ES- oh,
2: Monday night football is a big deal.
1: It's a big deal. Yes. Like, like big deal, huh? Like a big, big deal. Like, I like, like in the sense of like, like broadcasting corporations <laughs> bid for the exclusive rights on Monday night football. Uh-huh.
2: If people are, are very strategic in terms of their shows on Monday, they're yes. like, nah, nah, that Monday during the fall at 8, 8:30. Exactly, nah, bruh. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Which is also why I mean you're absolutely right. You can see how the T V schedule from outside of sports is built around Sunday night football and Monday night football in the fall. I can't see ESPN and Disney more so, right? The the big corporation is of Disney and no games. Being cool with okay, we pay millions and millions billions, honestly, probably right. Mozi, of dollars to have exclusive Monday night football game. You can't put a game on CBS at the same time. Uh, so that's why I think if I was you know, if I was a betting man, <laughs> uh, I would say that this game is going to be Tuesday, probably seven o'clock kickoff, seven fifteen kickoff on mm. Tuesday would be my bet right now. Now we that's don't want to speculate rough, in that regard. That's rough. But that's what I will say. It, it, like the fairness and all that. Again, that's it's never going to be fair to anybody. But where I will, Steelers fans, and on Twitter, you can chime in on this conversation. Obviously. The one place that I do sympathize is that it is crap for the Steelers to have to play on Tuesday. Yeah. It is. Because now all of a sudden they're handcuffed. I mean, obviously their plans are going to change for this week. That was going to happen regardless. Correct. But now they're handcuffed for week five and a short week of week five as well, too. So, mozi I think it's the right thing to do for the NFL to play this game on Monday night mm-hmm. in terms of just—talked <laughs> about how nothing is fair, but maybe more fair <laughs> than not. Uh, Very but true. I, but I don't think that's because of the exclusive rights and because you and I know the almighty dollar and the television networks control this I thing. I mean, we've seen the, how, how powerful the dollar is when it comes to NFL. Yep. W- w- that means and, sports in and general. I think that that's— I don't use this word very often. I think that sucks for the Steelers. I do. The fact that they mm-hmm. are going to have to play on Tuesday night and then have what a, a game 5 days later uh well, Tuesday night the on the Titans, road and, mind you. and the then, Titans will. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and again, now this is where I sympathize with the Steelers in the regard of it stinks because it's it's something that is is changing up everything for you and it's out of your hands, right? Like that that moving to Tuesday, there's there's no way to to handle that with kid gloves it stinks for the Steelers yeah. it's something that's out of their control it's something that they really had no effect in uh, but I think we also both agree Arthur Motes that just the suggestions of well the Titans need to forfeit this game that's also if yeah. you want to talk about the TV dollar that's just not gonna that's happen
2: not happening not yeah. at all but uh this is my thing man and, and I agree with I mean I feel like a lot of the stuff you said was right on man um Understandably so, it definitely does inconvenience the Steelers, inconvenience the Titans. We talked about that from both angles. But the only thing that makes it a little bit more than what we're accustomed to, because as players, you're used to change, whether it's a Sunday night, a Sunday game getting flexed. We've had um, when when you're playing that last week of the season, right, and you're going into the wild card round, you don't know if your game is going to be Saturday. You don't know if it's Sunday. You kind of find out last minute. So you're already geared for that element of it in terms of, well, hey, we could have a short week. We could have a Thursday night game. We could have the quick turnaround. Hey, man, we could have a game. I mean, my first year here, 2014, we literally played the Cincinnati Bengals Sunday night. That was the game they got flexed, Sunday, 830. Then we turned around and played our wild card playoff game on Saturday. I think at like, what, four or five o'clock? It was like weird time Saturday. Mm -hmm. So even with that, you know at times, yeah, we're going to get the jankiness of a quick turnaround or or this because of the TV element of it. So I do think from a, a, a team standpoint, at least with the Steelers, they are prepared for that type of stuff because you're already accustomed to constantly having your games flexed and changed and stuff like that. Now the Tuesday element that's just different because the day. Of yeah. It. Yeah. If it's Monday, you're like, bro, we we. Right. Play it's
1: Monday. one day. Like
2: it's yeah. one day. We're not tripping on Monday. You're still on schedule. Tuesday off day. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you're back to it. Going on Tuesday though, that kind of that changes a lot because you're not gonna get that Wednesday off
1: day. You
2: see what I mean? Mm-hmm. you you'll come no, in. It, you know,
1: it, it, it changes yeah. a lot.
2: So essentially, you'll come in and now the, the the way the schedule would potentially go if they were to play Tuesday, you come in on Wednesday strictly film review walk through or they might just treat it as if they win victory monday right. style let's just go ahead get turn some the treatment page. get yeah. some
1: recovery if you want come in yeah.
2: treatment get a workout in then after that man we're turning the page we're gonna have meetings already getting ready for that following game mm-hmm. and kind of go about it that way so you have flexibility in terms of how you're handling it i just think from uh integrity of the game standpoint though you just you can't say that you want the integrity of the game to be what it is you can't say that from a on-field standpoint, the competitive balance is always there. If you make a team go out there on Sunday and play after not being able to be into their facility or even have a practice until Saturday, that's the biggest issue with the whole thing. If if they if they have the opportunity any other day prior to that, it's a mute point. But for the sake of the sport, for the sake of how you view it, for the sake of the better, I mean, if you're if you're betting money now. And you know a team's not going to have practice all week. You think I'm putting money on that team? I mean, it, it, it's going to affect that number as well. We know that a lot is affected by this. But that's why I think for the NFL, them moving it to Monday or Tuesday, it brings – it keeps integrity somewhat. Yeah. Because we know if we if we really try to do the balance of this thing, right, what affects you more? You not being able to practice from the game that you just had on Sunday till Saturday and then you go out there and play Sunday at 1 o'clock or you play it on Tuesday – but then you still got to play on Sunday. You still have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, however you want to operate on those days. You tell me which one is more of an inconvenience. With the still or, or this is the thing Steelers is more inconvenience. When you talk about what the Titans will be having to do right, not practice right. until Saturday, that's a competitive disadvantage. That is an issue in terms of how you view the game, in terms of the purity of the game. In turn, you talk about asterisks beside stuff, that would be an asterisk. That that's that's what that is. So to avoid all of that, you inconvenience one, but ultimately you keep the integrity good as a whole. So that was my perspective on it. That's why I'm not opposed to it. Does it suck? Absolutely. And we named those reasons why it Mm suck personally and from a Steelers standpoint. (laughs) But still, the integrity is still there, though. And I think that's what the NFL was trying to accomplish by making this type of move, even though we still don't know the exact day just yet. And you already hit her. That's why we waiting to find out the day because mm-hmm. they try, it, they they have negotiations right now.
1: ESPN and CBS are sitting <laughs> they, there they're in They have negotiations room, right duke, now. Duking it
2: out. <laughs> ESPN saying, "Man, I need a hundred fifty thousand. I
0: need all
1: of it." <laughs> you know, I do have a solution for that. Though. <laughs> What about a Monday matinee? I would love it. I'm telling you, I would love a a Monday midday. Like 3 o'clock? Right. 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock on Monday? I'm telling you for a fact. That would be amazing. I'm for that. I would much rather
2: them play Monday, 1 o'clock, Monday, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. I would love that. And then you still have ESPN has their Monday night football, Mm -hmm. right? CBS can have that game between 1 and 4.
1: Even if I would you have, love Even that. if you have the game at 3, your coverage yeah. will be over by 7.
2: That's what I'm saying. I would, I would prefer that, but I think that's what's going on right now in terms of the negotiation because ESPN – they exclusively own Monday it, games. And that like, is, again,
1: like we talked, yeah. it's, it's not like, it's not, uh, yeah, we paid a couple, like, it's billions, billions of dollars like, to own so Monday night. So they're
2: like, if there's a game being played the on Monday night. NBC owns Sunday, Sunday night. Right, they, you will never see a Sunday night football game as long as the on TV, CBS. as long as the TV deals stay how they are. You're not going to see it on ESPN. You're not going to see it on CBS. You're not going to see NFL it on Fox. Network. <laughs> None of that. you solely seeing it on NBC. They yep. pay big money for that. Yep. So saying with Monday. So that's the only thing that, They're having to negotiate. The NFL is involved with it because that's a big deal, the exclusivity of Monday night football Mm -hmm. or Monday midday football or just Monday football in general.
1: That's Uh, their day. And I do think with all these moving parts and whatever they decide, right, it's going to require a lot of getting ready. Absolutely. I do think – not to jinx it, but I, I have a feeling by the time we go on air tomorrow, we'll know when yes. the game's going to be. Because I don't think they're going to drag their feet with this decision.
2: Yeah, I, because you can't, man. From a, a, a planning standpoint, think about this, right? Logistically, flights, hotels, yep. yeah. uh, your 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 escort from your hotel to the stadium. Just all flying logistics. Out, all the logistics of that. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And then you got to make sure it's still, okay, once we get back, filling out the rest of the logistics of the rest of your week. When is that next game? Is it Sunday? One o'clock? Is it Sunday? Are we on the road? Are we at home? Traveling, like everything is gonna be altered by this. So yeah, they they want to get this out sooner than later.
1: We got a bunch of tweets rolling in already. Get your thoughts uh on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the body fifty two. The body. Conversation continues on the other side. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, you're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: Arthur Motes, I think you'd be proud of me. Uh-oh, what'd you got for me? You know, I've known this song for a long time. Seriously? 80s, you know, nice 80s song. Yeah. My girl wants to party all the time, party all the time. This is a, this is a great song. But I was Saturday days old. When I learned that,
2: days that
1: this wasn't some random 80s one-hit wonder like I always thought it was. Uh, it was actually arguably the greatest comedian of all time, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> uh,
2: okay, okay, okay. I
1: had absolutely no clue until this weekend, so my love of that song has been even reborn yes, even more. Yes, <laughs> I was like, wait a second. It's Eddie a great Murphy? villain, man. Eddie yeah. Murphy? It's kind of like it. when Lil
2: Duval made that song, the, uh, uh, Best Life. You're like, whoa, who is this? <laughs> yeah, is this exactly. kind of? oh, oh, he's, a, he's, he's exactly. a person. He's a comedian. Got you. All right. Hey, I multi, like this multi, even more multi, now. multi Oh, I you know? right. <laughs> think I like this even more now.
1: We got a bunch of tweets rolling in here, Arthur Motes, uh, at West Lealer, at the body 52. The body. Um, Side note, I do feel
2: a little weird now after doing some of those Friday shows and me not being here these first couple of days. Yeah cuz I'm I'm over here like I'm supposed to be saying at the body and you're supposed to be like the body and I was like the good hair. like you're hey, still a Moat's host I was over man. here hosting in my mind like wait a minute that's my part
1: <laughs> <laughs> um we've got a bunch to get to like normally we save these tweet you know your tweets till the uh, end of the show but since this is a very reactionary topic here uh, I want to get to some of these as they continue to roll in um Trenton wants to know and this is an interesting question Um, With this being pushed back and the Titans still having a lack of practice... Is this a big added advantage maybe for the Steelers if you're if you're looking for a positive?
2: Yeah, I mean, they're going to be a lot more rested, a lot more time to prepare, especially when you're thinking about this. The Steelers were able to get into the facility yesterday. Even though it was their off day, they still were in the building. They're still going to be in the building today practicing. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in the building tomorrow and so forth and so forth. So it's a, a, a huge advantage for the Steelers in terms of being rested, in terms of being prepared, in terms of being able to go into more detail. We talked about how in the past, Um, Once the season starts from a schedule standpoint per day, per practice, you could only focus on one or two things. So typically Wednesday is first and second down plays. Right. You throw play action Mm -hmm. in there on set on uh, on Thursday. Excuse me. Thursday, now we're working on some of our uh, our special teams. That's going to be a big day, your punt, punt return, kickoff, kickoff return. You're also going to work on some of the uh, the second and backed up things, right, your screen and draw type plays. Then come Friday, situational football, you're working on third and short. You're right. working on red right. zone. You're working on your, your seven shots, right, your two-point conversion plays, goal line plays. So now with them moving the game to potentially Monday or Tuesday – where you're going to get another opportunity then, or actually two more opportunities for the Steelers, depending on what day the game is, to have an extra day of first and 10, to have an extra day of situational red zone football. To me, this is a big, big uh, uh, boost for the Steelers, and more so this, less about this Titans game, more about just the overall structure, what we've seen from the Steelers thus far from a defensive standpoint. Hmm. Through three games, we've seen a lot of miscommunication, right? Through three games, we've seen greatness at times but we've also seen just incompetence in terms of not being on the same page guys not operating with the the exact level of detail they need and and equaling into not just big plays with touchdowns we've seen that through these first three games these extra days of practice Mm -hmm. that's going to give them more opportunities to work those kinks out that's going to give them more opportunities to say hey man okay when we say drop to the hook this is what we mean Maybe it this is you a, how I need you to do
1: it. Like Maybe it gives you an extra day to focus on yourself as opposed Absolutely. to your, your, you know, like Focus on your own house Absolutely. as opposed to your
2: opponent. Right, compared to if we just try to just keep – Oh, man, hey, put the head down. Just go for we it, it prepare, man. we got to prepare. Right. we got to prepare. You're never getting a chance to correct. You're never getting a chance to self-evaluate, self-scout. We always talk about – that was the big thing of the bye week. Mm-hmm. That's when you hear coaches always talk about we're a bye week. Man, we don't have to prepare for anyone. We're going to self-scout. We can just look at ourselves and see what we're doing well, what we're not doing well. We don't have to – be just full steam ahead on a game plan because game planning versus self-scouting is totally different. If I'm game planning I'm breaking down my opponent, I need to know everything about them, strengths, weaknesses, tendencies. What do they like to do? Are they tipping their hand? Are there any telltale signs? I can't do all of that and lock in on myself and say, well, hey, how's everybody's drop right here? How's everybody's technique right here? Can we adjust this call? Can we look to do this? What about this player? Can we switch personnel a little bit right here? I can't do both of those things. Like, that's not enough time in the day. Right. So by having these extra days, now you can spend one or two days saying, you know what, we're gonna we're, Let's gonna, reflect. we're gonna you know we're just gonna correct all our cover three mishaps, our cover three and cover two, because that's what the Texans lit up the most with Deshaun Watson. He was hitting the holes in cover two between the squat corner and the overhead safety, and then cover three, the drops. Man, you'll see a guy who's supposed to be on the hook or on the curl, meaning by the numbers or by the hash marks, and the guys are just two to three yards off, right or left. But that's where you're able to find the hole, and that's what Deshaun Watson was able to do early in the game and have that type of success. With the extra day or two of practice, I can say, you know what, we're only going to work on cover two and cover three today. We're going to get these drops right. You put an emphasis on it the same way Coach Tom put an emphasis on penalties, right? Had the referees Mm -hmm. in practice. What happens the next week? Looks good. Not as many penalties, right? Emphasis on it. Okay? So same concept right here. Let's put an emphasis on our drops from a defensive standpoint. Let's over-communicate. Even if you know it's cover three, and I know the rip safety is coming down, meaning the right safety is dropping down, he's going to be playing next to the linebackers. Even if we know this, just talk about it out loud. Make mm. it extra loud. Over, overemphasize it so that way come game day, now we're cooking. Second now, nature. Now second nature. So that is a huge plus for the Steelers. Yeah. The Titans, they're not getting that. No. The Titans, regardless of when this game is played, Monday or Tuesday, as it stands today, they can't go into that facility until Sunday. They're sitting behind a Zoom call. That's it. So you can do as much zooming as you want, but until you're able to get there, walk through, practice it full speed, full 11 on 11, not, hey, get your camera over here. Can you get your camera over there? All right. walk it through. Let me see. It's not the same. It's not. Okay. So. For the Steelers, this is still going to be a big boost for them. And, like I talked about, for the guys that might be a little banged up, we know DeCastro missed what? He missed the first two games with a knee injury, had his first game mm-hmm. back. You don't think he needs an extra day make sure that knee feels good?
1: Thrash makes a good point here, too. The biggest positive outcome of all this is that Deontay Johnson can Absolutely. come out of the concussion protocol potentially in time for a Tuesday game.
2: Absolutely, because if it was Sunday 1 o'clock, it's kind of 50-50. I mean, when you look at the history of guys having concussions and playing next week Sunday 1 o'clock, it's a coin toss. Mm-hmm. Now it's a the lot more favorable for is, you. Yeah. Absolutely, you don't think Ben he can use it? He's been getting hit a lot. We have talked about that. He, sure. he hasn't had a game yet where he's been clean, not sacked, not not
1: fired on. I mean, he's taking some shots. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the running backs can Come always the running Absolutely. backs can always use an extra day or two of rest.
2: Come on now, was <laughs> it last week? They said Bud was dealing with uh, with, with, I think Bud. They said was dealing with a shoulder upper, upper body injury yeah. or something like that.
1: Yeah.
2: same thing. He's gonna get an extra day now. So don't look at this from the the Glass half empty. Oh, man, the Steelers got to play on Tuesday. This is going to suck the following week. No, let's focus on what it's going to do for them in the short term but also in the long term as well, man, because that communication, those extra days of practice, that's going to be huge for this team.
1: It's frustrating. You know, this is going to be what? This will be the second time in four weeks now that Steeler Nation will wake up on Sunday and their team won't be playing. Like, uh, I get it. It, Like we said, it it, it sucks. Like, there's, there's no way to sugarcoat it. But I do think if if you want to look at the glass half full, a, a lot of those things that you just touched on there, Motzi, Thrash, pointing out the concussion element for Deontay Johnson, it's annoying, right? It's <laughs> it is what it is. But at least at least I think too, uh, we're right in saying that you you can pull some tangible benefits from this from the Steelers without a doubt. Well. We'll certainly have some of those short week concerns next week when we get there. Although Zombie Mosh points out on Twitter, I mean, come on, next week against is against the Eagles. That's basically a bye week, anyways. They'll be alright. Hey, hey, who's the who's the quarterback <laughs> in Philly? Is is it Hurts <laughs> or is it still Winch right now? I, I don't even I think know. It's gonna be Nate Sudfeld, Stunfeld Oh,
2: here. man. Because I know they love Jalen out there. I, I just I just wasn't sure who who's gonna you, be the guy You know, you
1: missed my Monday minute. On I, I Monday. did. I totally missed it, bro. Uh, my my uh, my line for the Eagles was. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready for the Lincoln Riley Jalen Hurts reunion tour in 2021. Okay, okay. I- I'm with it as well. <laughs> we'll do some around the league uh, in yeah. the second hour of the show. We got to talk about those Falcons. We got to talk about those Eagles. Dude. We got to talk about your Buffalo Bills. Yeah, it's wild right now, <laughs> we man. Gotta, we got we'll We'll, we'll definitely wild. we will definitely do some around the league. We'll always have our best of the West as we do on a Wednesday in the second hour of the show. Gonna take our second break here. A bunch of more tweets to get to. Usman uh, has some questions about the protocols of testing and what that's like with games and practices. And uh, an interesting point here on Twitter uh, from Jab that I want to get Arthur Motz's opinion on as well. Keep those tweets rolling in. At Wesley Euler at TheBody52. TheBody. 52 the Body. you are listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: You know, Motsy, there is one thing that I, I wanted to make sure um, to share with the audience, if you will, to, uh, to lay out here on the program in the first hour as we discuss a lot of moving parts here as it relates to uh, these COVID concerns in Tennessee and how that affects the Steelers. We already know from the NFL, if you missed it this morning, that the game will not be played on Sunday. They are looking at Monday or Tuesday as a potential reschedule. It, it, we, we we talked about how this is this is a bummer. We talked about how it's frustrating. All those things. I will say though, and, and we kind of ended on some more glass half full there at the end of last segment. To continue that. This is the process working. This is the system working. I, I've i been guilty of this myself. I did it on the show last weekend when the Houston-Baylor game got canceled in college football. I was all upset because I was really excited to watch that game, and I used that as one of my pick'em games. This is the system working. Them catching this stuff and putting all these procedures in place to potentially alleviate any more spread... It's the system working. We talked about this at the start of the show. If you thought that the entire 17-week NFL season was going to go off without a hiccup, I think you were kidding yourself. Uh, look at Major League Baseball. Look at college football. Any non-bubble league, they're able to accomplish this, but they have to have the system in place to snuff out these positive tests when they happen and keep that from spreading. It's frustrating, Mozi. It's annoying that it's affecting the Steelers when it's something that happened from outside of, of their organization But a reminder that if we want the season to finish, it has to work this way. This is the system working as maddening and as frustrating as it might be.
2: Without a doubt, man. You you understand that this wasn't going to be a perfect season. You were going to have hiccups. You were going to have these type of one-offs, first time in the history happening type situations. But that's because you have a pandemic. That's the first time happening in how many years? So – You knew you had to be flexible, especially for the people that really wanted sports to come back and return. You were going to have to be flexible. We've seen every league now be flexible in some way, shape, or form. They've shown that versatility. It's the exact same situation here. If you wanted it to be perfect, if you wanted it to go off with with no hiccup, you should have just waited until next year to play these games. That's not the case. We know we want football. That's why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, this is the way. And the best way to go about it to continue to keep the integrity of the game in, in order, but also to maintain the health and safety of the players both on and off the field. So I, I, I think that this is, like you said, man, the process working, the procedures working, sticking to the plan. And so far, so good. If they, I mean, we get what going into our third week? No, excuse me, going into our fourth week, and this is the first real hiccup of this standpoint. Yeah, we'll take that. If we could have, if we would have told you that couple weeks ago when they first said they were going to be playing, if we would have say, hey, man, you're going to go the first three weeks without a case, then you'll have one game be moved from Sunday to Tuesday or Sunday to Monday in week three. I mean, excuse me, week four. We would all be over here like, yeah, I'll, I'll take this. Sounds good. That's not bad. All right, dang, yeah. let's go.
1: Could be worse. Could be no sports. I like <laughs> Stinks it. Stinks now that we're a right. team that's getting moved to Tuesday.
2: But but we're wrong with that. We'll take that.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, it Again, It's it can be frustrating. I know it is. It could be maddening, but it is the system working. Um I, I did want to get to this tweet. Let me find it here. Um from Jab, I believe it was. He wanted to know Man, you guys are sending in the tweets today. I'm having trouble finding all these, baby. I love it. Where's the wait, where I just had it right here. Where did it go? I, I can't find it, but the tweet uh the tweet from Jab was essentially um something about like I thought that the reason for expanded practice squads this year was part of this, like if guys test positive, Mm -hmm. they're quarantined, and the show goes on? Yes,
2: that's a good question or or a good statement. Um, The thing is that this is the difference. If they were just doing the testing like they said they were doing and they just simply said these guys tested positive on the COVID reserve list, facilities are still open, then yes, without a doubt, they just use those practice squad players and go from there. For whatever reason, and they haven't released these details, the NFL decided that because of the players, I mean, because of the people that tested positive, they wanted to just shut down the facility altogether to just play it as safe as possible to to, to ultimately prevent what happened with the Marlins and what happened with the Arizona, uh, uh, the Diamondbacks is what I think. Oh, no, no, it was St. Louis Cardinals and the Miami Marlins to keep from that happening where you get three or four positive tests right now. And then they let the guys continue to come into the facility. Then you see, okay, it's 13 people in the organization testing positive. That's an issue. You don't want that. So that was the reason why. That's how a
1: season gets derailed. Correct.
2: So that's why when they found out, man, eight people within the Titans organization have tested positive, shut down the whole building. I don't know why they chose Saturday, but shut down the building until Saturday. And then from there we'll go about our business. So that's the reason why, even though they have the expanded rosters with the practice squad and things like that, it doesn't really affect this situation because you're talking about the whole building being closed to prevent an outbreak versus just removing two or three people from a team.
1: Yeah. I, 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 cause that was, I mean, I'll be honest with you. You guys know this, right? Like I, I'm a fan. I mean, I, I wear my black and gold gold colored glasses. you know mozi and I have you know, I mean what a week or two ago we argued about arguing about hypotheticals like, yes. you know, like like I I I am I am a fan. I wear my black and gold glasses. that was my first reaction too, yesterday, right when the news broke um that Sunday's game could potentially be getting moved, I was like, well, wait a second, you know like isn't this why we had expanded practice squads? Isn't this kind of you know you you treat it like an injury, right? And you put these guys on the co- on the on the reserve COVID mm-hmm. list and you keep it moving. Uh, unfortunately, I think especially too when you have multiple teams involved right. potentially here, multiple teams and at least it's eight just, confirmed yeah, it's just positives. N- I, I wish different. it was that simple, but I, I don't think it is. I think if it was
2: just the three players and nobody else, if it was just the three players, I think it was the long snapper, tight end, and a practice squad player, right? If it was just those three guys. Yeah, you make the moves. That's the reason why the squad is how it is from a, a roster standpoint. But when you have eight people and you don't know where it started, you don't know who are who they're in contact with and things along that nature, you have to do this to ultimately protect them and potentially protect the team that they're going to be playing against on Sunday, which is us, the Pittsburgh Steelers, from a potential outbreak. So it, as much as it sucks, this is the protocol. This is how it's supposed to be in that type of scenario.
1: Yeah. Uh, I agree, and Devin asked us here. The, I wish we knew the threshold,
2: though, of like how many play or how many people testing positive hmm. would trigger this, where they shut down the facility.
1: Because we've seen that was five percent, wasn't it?
2: I don't remember. I'm because between college and know, which conference, I mean, got a you got one a a threshold, number. they got a threshold. Right. So that's why like, I don't even right. know off the top of my head. But I want to know what the threshold is because. That, that plays a part in this because, like I said, with the Falcons, A.J. Terrell, he tested and And just simply said, COVID list, no, no, you can't play in the game. Even though it was on Saturday, I think, when they when they right. announced it, right. it's like, all right, cool, no play in the game, go on about your business, that's fine. But it was just one player there. I don't know, is it because of the eight? Was it five? What's the threshold that we're, they were looking personnel at? Yeah. being involved, too, right.
1: uh, I'm sure plays into this. Absolutely, because it's not as if, and for people
2: that haven't been in a facility on a weekday, it's not as if, Players aren't around the regular staff. Right. It could and be. I mean, we don't know which staff it was. It could have been the the right. front door security guy. Right. It could be the guy that buzzes you in to to the locker room area. It could be the 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 janitor It could be, chefs it could be a of, chef. It could yeah. be a trainer. You know how many people work in these organizations on a day to day basis? Not even talking about like the the film people that are constantly taking pictures and around mm-hmm. you. I'm just talking in general, just in the building. From security
1: to food. It's a to lot training, of personnel to, that you're
2: interacting with. Yep. So (laughs) everybody's kind of in that thing together. It's not just players, oh, and players are isolated from everyone else. Like, nah, that's not how it is.
1: And I think the fact that there's been, at least we know, five confirmed personnel members too, like, that's different. I think it's easy to say, right, if you have one or two players that test positive and you can quarantine them and you you call up two guys from the practice squad and the show goes on, if you got five coaches that have this, one, you touched on how many people have they come in contact with, and just two – how are you supposed to have team operations if you're without if you're shorthanded on five coaches? I mean, you know what I mean, that's a little different than oh, we're bringing up one or two guys from the practice squad exactly as to oppose as to oppose uh, opposingly like we're without five coaches or we're without our head trainer or we're without this person. It's again, it's a, it is a, and this is maybe the most maddening part of this in a in a nutshell and just right in the the bigger picture of the pandemic since March there's just so much unknown mm-hmm. like and th- and that's one thing we don't want to sit here and do like any type of reckless speculation or anything like that because we have gotten uh, a lot of questions about this st- or some tweets about this story being suspicious and and with the testing from Minnesota and Tennessee I- what i i don't i don't want to speculate on 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 what's going on with just the the, the behind the scenes and who has it and oh. how did they oh, get it wait and- a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute so you hypothetical, but you don't speculate. Well, a hypothetical. Wow. If, if uh, a hypothetical, if the Giants wow. or the Niners play the Steelers this weekend, but I will not speculate wow. about a, about a pandemic and a oh, virus.
2: Oh, oh man, never thought I would see this
1: going. What? I will not speculate what? about a pandemic and a virus, but I will the, the, the speculate about you, how the, the Steelers would handle those Niners with all those that, injuries. That, that same Niners team that dropped thirty six. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did hear you getting some grief uh, on the other day on another station about no about no hypotheticals. I, I don't do hypotheticals, man. Hypotheticals
2: and and, and what, what's the other one we just said? Oh man, um, geez. speculation. Yeah. Speculation I, I, and hypothetical. I, I don't.
1: I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't like to speculate on viruses.
2: I just feel like I'm a dog chasing after his tail when we speculate in
1: hypothetical. I just feel like a dog chasing after a car. I mean, I wouldn't know what to do <laughs> if I actually caught one. Uh Devin, our buddy from Denver, the human flamethrower, wants Big to facts. know if there's any chance that they that this like if the Steelers do play on Tuesday if that affects the following Eagles game time-wise on Sunday. I I don't They're going to want to move as little amount of parts as possible. Correct.
2: And and I I this is the biggest thing. If the game is Monday, Sunday's game has zero you're not worried about any type of moving right. parts. The right. only time this is going to even potentially flirt with Sunday is if the game is Tuesday, in particular Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. Yeah. If, if it's Tuesday 1 o'clock, you kind of get away with it, you know, treat it like you're playing. You're back like,
1: home by Tuesday right. evening.
2: Or, or you treat it like you, you played a, a Monday night game on the West Coast. You know you're getting back Tuesday super early in the morning. You got to deal with it, go on about your business, take that day off, and from there just continue on. As long as the game is Tuesday, like I said, early, you can get away with it. I, I don't I don't like a Tuesday night game because now that's really jeopardizing your your recovery and things like that. But yeah, I just I don't see them moving Sunday the, the following no. week. I just don't
1: see that happening, honestly. Least amount of moving parts is possible, yeah. I'm sure, is, is what they're while, trying while to do. Look- while maintaining the integrity right. of the right. game. Maintain the integrity of the game, yes. do this safely, but get back right. to because, normal schedule yeah, as soon as
2: possible. Because we, we know from a just Moving as little as possible, they could have simply said, man, play the game Sunday. It is what it is. That's as least as possible. But maintaining the integrity of the game also, that's why you get the whole moving of the day, moving of the game itself.
1: Uh, Last one here, uh, Usman asks, do the players get tested before and after games? And what is the testing protocol like around practice? I believe it's every other day, right that's, now. Right? That's what
2: it is now, because of the lack
1: of positives. Yes. It's been every other day. That's the five yeah, percent number, correct? As long as but, the NFL is under five percent positive yeah. cases, they test every other day.
2: And what I want to know is too. Hopefully, this doesn't go a wrong way here. But is this speculation? No, 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 no speculation. Oh, okay. No, no. Okay. What I'm saying is this though: I want to know what's the turnaround on these tests,
0: <laughs>
2: because. I mean, in theory, if you knew that the Titans player tested positive, say, Sunday, and you were able to remove those play- the, the players and the staff, then everything else should be, quote-unquote, fine per se. Mm-hmm. Based off of that, because you're able to test so fast, and you just test to play everybody else again, if nobody else is positive, everything's good to go. <laughs> That's why I just, you know what I mean? I, I don't want to make it seem as if, yeah. yo, well, this or that, but it's just – that's the the part of it to me, man. We're talking about just how fast they're getting the test results back during the week. But now with this scenario, they act as if they're not getting, they can't get these tests. Yeah, that's the part I'm just kind of like, ah, I don't, I don't get that element of it, right? Because in theory, you just test everyone else. Fraybols is good to go. Open the facility up. Get into practice.
1: But it's, I digress. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's again, it's a, it's a lot of unknown. Certainly for us, right? Two radio gas bags who. Do not have any type of medical background whatsoever.
2: <laughs> my my medical background is through trial and error of the injuries I've had.
1: That's about it, baby. Any injury yeah. I've had, I can coach you up on it. My medical background is I've got a mom who's a nurse, so anytime nah. I have a question, I just call her and ask her what to do. That that that's the extent of my <laughs> medical background. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, one hour in the books, another hour to go. On the other side, we will get back into some uh some X's and O's and some football specifics. We'll hear from Professor Motes here on this Wednesday. We'll have Best of the West Wednesday. And we will still take your tweets. At Wesley Euler, at the TheBody52. The Body. One hour in the books, 60 to go. Come back with us on the other side. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio.
1: Good afternoon, Steelers Nation. How we doing? I'm feeling inconvenienced. Well, me too. But we're still here, and that's good. Wesley Euler, (laughs) Arthur Motes, rocking and rolling, having some fun on a Wednesday uh, hour number two of the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. And it's I think it's been a, a week or two since we've plugged this. So a reminder that if you missed some of the show today, if you, if you missed Monday or later in the week, or something comes up with work and the kids and you can't catch something you want to listen to, every show that we do every day is uploaded on demand, commercial free, and free wherever you get your podcast. Just search Steelers Blitz. Moti, that's Blitz with a Z. Like, Zlatan, like Zlatan, you know. Speaking of coronavirus, no, 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 no. Well, that's true. Coronavirus tested hey, positive for Zlatan. That's what they say. Yeah, put some respect <laughs> on Zlatan, man. You nervous? Don't mean nervous. You here with Zlatan now? Zlatan make <laughs> Did it all good. You see what he tweeted? He tweeted like uh, coronavirus had the nerve to to try me. Bad, <laughs> bad choice or something like that. <laughs> He's such a goofball.
0: I like it. Oh, I like. Uh, but it. we,
1: we, uh, I said at the top of the show, a lot to parse through today. A lot to get. Through uh, today, in terms of all the announcement of what happened yesterday with the Titans and, and what we learned today that the Steelers will not be playing on Sunday, that will be on Monday and Tuesday. We spent the entire first hour of the program discussing all those things, and I'm, I'm sure we'll touch on some of those again too before we get out of here. Uh, but one of the things that I know the people want to hear—they uh, want to hear from Professor Moats. Obviously, um, we missed our we missed our dear professor on Monday and yesterday on Tuesday, of course, no show. Uh, because Tuesday's our Mike Tomlin press conference day. So, you know, we're just, uh, we're, we're not blinking. We cut off our eyelids. We're, uh, you know, it might be a Wednesday. It might be a Monday. Who knows, next week it sounds like we might be doing this on a Wednesday again, <laughs> again as well. Uh, but without further ado here, you know, let's, uh, let's see what Professor Motes has to say. Let's go into the classroom.
2: all righty time to talk some x's and o's Some football baby this is what we do so first off you know what we got we got five points let me hear you say five five let me hear you say five five let me hear you say i've got five one two three four five there we go and now we're starting at the number one though okay so the first thing we got to talk about man downhill running Hmm. James Conner, man, I was very impressed with his performance, man. I thought his demeanor in terms of just looking confident, running behind his pads, having good, just guy-like demeanors when he <laughs> runs the ball. I mean, we saw it numerous times show up, especially late in the game, man. I thought that as a whole, though, from start to finish, he did a phenomenal job of reading his blocks, making the defender miss, and just looking, making it look like the defenders did not want to tackle him or having, you know, Receiving the, the 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 bad end of it, being the nail and not the hammer. Second thoughts, if you will. Absolutely. And I cannot. I would be remiss if I set up here and gave James all the praise for his downhill running. And I did not give any praise to the offensive line, man. I thought the O-line did a great job. I thought Vance, um, Ebron, Derek Watt, when he was healthy. I thought all of those guys, man, did a good job getting a hat on a hat. And ultimately winning the line of scrimmage. We talked about the Texans struggling. On the perimeter, in terms of perimeter run defense. And the Steelers, man, did a great job exploiting that, man. I thought James, I thought even uh, the younger guys, man, Anthony McFarlane, Vinny yeah. Snow, they came and contributed as Absolutely. well. But I thought as a whole, they all looked really good running downhill behind their pads, very decisive. When they run like that, man, they're going to be a problem.
1: Absolutely. Oh, and had another week of a 100-yard rushing. Take three, that. Three straight weeks. Let's go. But you know our the Steelers, they still need to run the dang ball. God, they run the dang ball, man, especially when I met the Heinz.
2: <laughs> number two? Absolutely. We're communicating, right? I'm talking to you. You're talking to me, right? Mm-hmm. When I talk to you, if I say, hey, we're going to number two right now, you say what?
1: I say, okay, okay Dose, let's two.
2: do it. So we're on the same page. we communicate it, right? Ooh, de- de- dos. Right. But, Zy- now, but now, if we don't communicate, and I just say, All right, it's best of the West. You're like, whoa, whoa, I'm not ready for that. We're
1: on the same page here, right? Or maybe I slipped up and I thought we were on number three, even though we're only on number two.
2: So communication from a defensive standpoint is huge. We're still seeing communication not being as crisp and as clean as we would like it to be, which is ultimately resulting in some of these plays being given up that we're not accustomed to seeing here with this secondary. We're not. But because of them having a little they're still working out the kinks, still working out the kinks, and we knew this was gonna be a part of it. <laughs> still working out the kinks though. But communication, over-communicating, talking about things that we know. We know number two is coming up, we know number three is coming up, but just talking about it re-emphasizes it and it reinforces that you're correct and that I'm correct, and that we're on the same page, and now we can just flourish and flow. Still is defense in particular the secondary, they have to continue yeah. getting better at that. They it's do. gonna take some time, but just keep putting emphasis on it. Keep working with it. And luckily, with this game being moved, they're gonna have extra days to do that. When they're on the same page, they're tough. They're
0: tough no to beat. No doubt. Gosh.
2: But when they're not on the page, on, on the same page, yeah.
1: It, it can look it can look like see, Swiss sheets. Uh, that's when you see what, Darius Slayton running running downfield into down the end zone. Yep. Absolutely. We don't want that, alright? We do not. So that was number two. Oh, what comes after number two? Look at this communication happening in here. I see the communication. A, it starts with the three. There it. we go. Three. Next man
2: up. Ooh. In particular, Mr. Choose. Oh go for How about oh, the Lee. big man? Cap. Yeah. Oh, I mean, just this, this Two starts for this man. Oh, two starts this year. He didn't have Bradley Chubb. He didn't have J.J. Watt. Three starts in his career includes Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, and J.J. Watt. <laughs> it's a very impressive resume thus far, young man. <laughs> very impressive. And, man, for four quarters, I went and re-watched him again this morning. My man good. Whether it was run run blocking, pass blocking. Like I said, stopping J.J. Watt's inside hand on his ball, on his long round bull or making sure that he kept his hands close and keeping his feet moving when J.J. would try to outside hand knockdown, beat him off the edge. He did just a good job of moving his feet, dancing all day, anchoring yes, down against the ball rush when he needed to. I just thought, man, it was it was an amazing game by him. And like I said, for that to be your third career starting you and, and they didn't even move J.J. I thought they were going to have J.J. Watt moving up and down the line of scrimmage that like we're accustomed to seeing from him. No, they kept him there. Run plays, pass plays, that's where they wanted to highlight that matchup. And Chuke stood up like a big dog, man, so got to give him a big shout-out for that, man.
1: Since 2012, Arthur Moats, J.J. Watt, has played 99 football games in the National Football League. Three out of those 98 coming into Sunday, he hadn't registered a sack, a tackle for loss, or a quarterback hit. Sunday, just the fourth game out of 99 in his career. No sack, no tackle for loss, no quarterback hit. Chooks, baby. Shout out to Chooks, man. Clap for him. I love Oh,
2: it. side note, fun fact. I don't know if you knew this, but Sunday was the second time in 93 years that a group of brothers, three brothers, played on the same field together. I don't know if you knew that. Wait, I hold just on. wanted to give you a little
1: fun fact on that. Wait, hold on. I hadn't yet. Yeah. Wait, are you telling me that the Watts that we have are related to the Watt that plays yes, in Houston? Yes, yeah, we're crazy, right? I had no idea. why
2: is familiar kind of like Williams and Smith and How did Johnson. I miss that? Like, well, I mean, yeah. you
1: know me too. I like to mess up names. Right, it's, it's right. It's
2: one of the things that I do. But I just figured I'd let you know that that was only the second time in 90-something years that wow. that's happened. You know when the first time was? Oh, man. I don't know. But I feel like it was recently. It was a year ago <laughs> at Heinzville. Still just built yeah, with the nobody Ever Brothers. Talked about that I, just, either, I just didn't right? know if you knew. I just, <laughs> I just figured I'd that fun fact out there while I still had it. All right. <laughs> So now time for number four. Are you ready?
1: I am ready. Uh, oh, number right. D. All right, let's do it. There we go. There we go.
2: <laughs> but this fourth one is simple, man. Playmakers making plays. I think about Juju Smith-Schuster. He's been stepping up making plays, whether it's in the pass game or mm-hmm. in the run game. Man, on that James Conner go-ahead touchdown late in the fourth quarter, amazing job Fantastic. by Juju blocking. Fantastic. Oh, my goodness, man. He's if been doing it, all
1: the little things no so question. well. If you
2: haven't seen, I mean, you, you saw the James Conner touchdown run right in the fourth quarter. Go back and watch Juju after he comes in motion and watch how he blocks that that DB on the edge, ultimately sealing him out so James can walk in, man. It was beautiful to see. T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree, once again, big-time plays, man, stepping big up, making time. plays. And then Ben, man, you get an intentional grounding call. What do you do? Okay, throw the fade ball to my man Ebron. Get nasty one time. <laughs> I love it. I man,
1: love it. Man,
2: playmakers making plays. That's what you have to do, man. When you talk about a team like the Steelers, They're loaded. They have a ton of playmakers. And through every game, you're going to have adversity. You're going to have times where we're going to look to you and say, yo, you got to make a play. Mm -hmm. These guys are continuing to make plays week in and week out. Got to keep it up, baby. Playmakers making plays. You love to see it. That's the difference right now with this team compared to some of these teams that haven't been able to be 3-0 or even 2-1. Their playmakers haven't been able to consistently make plays in the face of adversity. Regardless of what's happened throughout the game, when when it's crunch time, when I got to have it, make the plays. And that's what these guys have been doing. Like, you got you to gotta love
1: to see it. You love to see it. Juju, Ebron, Claypool, uh, Washington, even though he's Absolutely. been quiet, he had a big touchdown already. He had a big catch, too, in that game, man. Yeah. The two ty- I mean, I said Ebron already, but Vance McDonald as well. T- I mean, yeah, it's those guys have all contributed at different times. It's, it's exciting to think that this is probably the floor of where they're at right now, no and it's, it's only going to get better. Yeah,
2: no question, man. They gonna get a, a lot better. Yeah, a lot better, man. And now, time for the fifth. Fifth and final. One, two, three, four. four fifth. Yes, indeed, man. And this is simple. Ball security, baby. Cool. We had something historic <laughs> happen in, 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 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Sunday. By the time I think four o'clock hit, it was the first time. It's about time. And what, twenty-five games <laughs> that the Steelers did not turn the ball over. Oh,
0: <laughs> Lord, <laughs> Lord, have
2: mercy. In the words of LeBron James, after the first championship that he ever won with the Miami Heat, he said, it's about bleep time. Thank you, Pittsburgh Steelers. Even though Chase played you almost made me nervous. Now that's why you notice I didn't say his name in that last point because he did put that ball on the ground. It was almost a touchback. That back. was
1: shades of Xavier Grimble. If
2: there. he would have touched, if that ball would have been a touchback, I would have lost it. So that's why I didn't include him. But as a whole, thank you. We've been waiting for two and a half. Years. Like oh. Oh, 25 Come games. Come on, man. Twenty five right,
1: games. baby, twenty five. That's more than a season and a half.
2: Huh. <sighs> Thank you. Oh. <sighs> Thank you. That felt good. For not that felt putting good. the ball into the opponent's hand. Thank you for not turning the ball over. <laughs> now now not saying you ain't have opportunities now. You you definitely have some cases where I was like, yo, what are you trying to do here? Are you trying to keep <laughs> the streak alive? Either way, it worked out. Keep it going. Because when y'all don't turn the ball over. Dude, y'all are tough to beat. Mm-hmm. Think about how—
1: uh, And that could have made all the difference in that th- game on this. You give Deshaun Watson one more possession off a short field turnover. Because
2: in the fourth quarter, he literally had three plays that carried over in the third quarter, and he literally only saw the ball one more time in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Yeah. We talked about how good the defense played. The defense played a lot better because they were not on the field in that second half and like we, that, man. we screamed
1: about that last Dude, year.
2: That was the biggest difference. Yep. It wasn't—people, oh, man, look at the halftime adjustments. No, 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 no. They cleaned up a little bit of the zone drops, mm-hmm. kind of. That's why I keep talking about because you see in the first half, not on, not not hitting their landmarks, right? From a defense standpoint, it's always landmarks you got to drop to. They weren't getting to the landmarks in the first half. Second half, they were getting to the landmarks, but second half they just weren't on the field like that. The Texans didn't have enough opportunities, which made it that much better for all of us. When you don't turn the ball over, that's the recipe. That's what you get. So even if you're not playing your best game. Which we can agree that offensively and defensively, it wasn't the best game. They had flashes, but it wasn't their best game. But that just shows you can get away with not playing your best game as long as you don't turn the ball over. You're fine. You're in it. You're good. You turn that ball over, man. This is a totally different game. Totally different game.
1: Feels good to break a streak, Arthur. Needed it, man. You, know Needed it. you know what's even better than breaking a streak? What's up? Starting a new one. Thank you. Hey Steelers, you won't go two straight weeks next week without I, turning over the ball. You won't. I double do it. <laughs> I triple you. Don't dare
2: you. <laughs> you won't. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> is uh is that all we got for today, Professor? That is, man. You know what? It's a good Wednesday. I look forward to probably seeing you next Wednesday.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know I don't like. think we're gonna have uh, I don't think we're gonna have class on f- for this Friday either. Jeez, man, this is this. I know, man. I know. Yeah. They're throwing our whole schedule into flux here. But uh, yeah, we'll, you're right. That'd, Monday or Tuesday? Probably be have, Monday class. Monday or Tuesday? We'll have class for for five star, and then, then and then you got either
2: Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> for the, well, actually, no Tuesday because they play Monday. Thomas going to be in there on Tuesday to talk. So <laughs> it'd be Monday. It's looking like a Monday Wednesday class schedule this week, guys. Maybe Sunday. Maybe Sunday Tuesday Sunday Wednesday. Maybe you know. what I mean? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Listen. Actually, no, no, not Sunday. I don't work Sundays.
1: I'm tripping. Well. Yeah, we don't. one of us doesn't want something. I, I but a, I gotta tell you this much: neither of, of us, co-
2: neither of us, are working this Sunday. There we go. I must. That's the fine print of my contract. <laughs>
1: See now, that's where I it, can't do. And Sundays. that is the duality of man, because the fine print in my contract says I don't do Saturdays. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. Because my booty is planted on the couch watching the Mountaineers. I like it. Somehow not beat Oklahoma State when they fumble the ball four bleeping times.
2: Chuba, uh, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard. What's oh, going on with you, my bro? Goodness, my man they, went from from first first team. All-American Heisman front-runner to, boy, you about to fumble your way out the draft, man. What are you doing? Four times,
1: Oklahoma State fumbled the ball in their own half of the field. Unreal. Zero times, the Mountaineers recovered. I mean, if you want to see me pull my hair out, you should have been at the crib this past Saturday. Listen, I'm not
2: even a WU fan. I was texting. I'm like, bro, what is going on, man? Like, this is
1: nuts. (laughs) In typical WVU fashion, the three biggest plays of the game were us vomiting all over ourselves. Hey, 2020 felt like it was back to normal finally on hey, Saturday. Man, just afternoon. keep it consistent, baby. <laughs> keep it consistent. And we will keep it consistent on the other side here as we always do in our pen ultimate segment. Oh, look at you dropping. On a Wednesdays, we almost. will have our best of the West rankings. Real simple concept in our most humble opinions, of course, who are the top ten teams in the National Football League right now, as it stands on what's today? September thirtieth, twenty twenty. We'll discuss on the other side. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, you are in the Electric Factory. Listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: Wow, wow, wow. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. My name
1: is Wesley Euler and this is my segment, Best of the West, always penultimate segment on a Wednesday. Real simple concept, right? Just a week-to-week ranking of who we think the best 10 teams in the National Football League are, and we usually give a couple honorable mentions, others receiving votes, if you will. So without further ado, because we got—I mean, it was a wild Sunday around the National Football League. We got plenty to get to, so let's jump right into it. Number one, and still, look, folks, all off-season when people try to tell you, oh, the Ravens are better now, oh, the Ravens this, the Ravens that, your boy, Wesley Euler, the truth— I don't know where I just came up with that from, and that's what they call Paul Pierce and I really don't like Paul Pierce, so let's let's forget that I ever just said that. <laughs> but I've been telling you since July, it's the Chiefs number one, no matter what anybody else says. Time on time out. Wait Thank a minute you. too. Thank I'm you. I'm a little surprised.
2: I didn't realize people really had the Ravens as the bet and favorite. Yes. I, I bro, I thought it was a foregone conclusion yeah. that the Chiefs were the favorite. Like, what are we talking about here? I, I, I seriously, I probably I did not know. <laughs> I'm I'm doing a show yesterday and they're like well, you know the Ravens, man. That was a upset because the Ravens were the fan. I'm like, uh, where? How? Yep. That's the Super Bowl champs, twenty two of twenty back, upgraded on the one that they brought back in terms of the running back, mm-hmm. still undefeated at the time. And by the way, they'd like, beaten the Ravens
1: they had beaten the Ravens the previous two times yes. they had played. So, so I am like, what 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 was I missing here? <laughs> What you're missing is we do this right. We're so quick to already fall in love with the next thing. Well, like it's why? Like the Chiefs and Mahomes. oh, well, they had. To, okay, well, it must be the Ravens' time right. now. Like, we're like, so like, where do we get that from? Yeah, and it drives me nuts. You know what? This you're getting me to silver object here. You my, do bad, this my, really bad, well. my bad.
2: My bad. My bad. Because it always messes. It makes. I, I I'll go to you when it's this type of stuff. Because
1: you do. You know the in numbers. I'm just like it. That doesn't make sense to me at all. We do this too with Sidney Crosby and LeBron James. Like, we're so quick to, uh, eh, Connor McDavid this, uh, eh, Giannis, Giannis, Antet- Giannis Antetokounmpo
2: that. No, 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 that. it like, was Kawhi. Kawhi has it. Man. Kawhi's the greatest right, now. Like, right, right. Yeah, it was
1: Nathan McKinnon, it's Connor McDavid, it's and all Steph these guys Curry. are gonna be better it's than Sidney Crosby. Steph Curry, Steph
2: Curry has it now.
1: Like, we are so quick to move on to the next thing when greatness is just staring you in the face. We, we, I think that's just us
2: as humans. It is. Bro, it like, is. we, 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 we're never just satisfied with, oh, let's just appreciate this moment. Even when we're on vacation, it's always what we're doing next. We're never just (laughs) in the moment. Yes, It's always what what we're doing afterwards. What are we doing after this? What are we doing then? What about the next day? Like, no, no, no. Can we just be where we are? Mm -hmm. Like, appreciate what we are witnessing while we get the opportunity to witness it. Because we don't know when we're going to witness this again. Patrick Mahomes. Dude. LeBron James, Sidney Cross. We can go down the list of these names. Mike Trout in baseball. Yeah. just appreciate it. Stop always trying to. St- I'm going to be ahead of the curve this time. I'm going to get next, this new guy. Who's out the here.
1: next Tiger Woods? I mean, yeah. we heard that for 15 years. Right.
2: <laughs> we can go down and listen
1: to <laughs> the list of the names. Who's, who's the next Roger Federer for right. 15 years? <laughs> and him and Nadal and Djokovic are still, still out playing. here playing. Like what? <laughs> Chiefs number one and still oh, number man. two. They're, Their highest ranking of the season. Chicago Bears? I flip-flopped by number three Chicago Bears? Oh, my my Number three. Packers, number two. The Green. All right, Bay- all right. Packers. Beating, I noticed Chicago Bears beating, right here. No ball- Chicago Bears right here, baby. Here we go. Here we go. Number three, I I've got the Baltimore Ravens. What? <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right guy, number four. This guy's winding me Bears up. Chicago Bears four. Here this we go. Goes- here we go. Chicago <laughs> Bears. Let's go. Let's go. You know what I mean, you hear this guy <laughs> winding me up. So I go: Chiefs one, Packers two, Ravens three. Um, I know a lot of people, Mozi, are so gonna drop. They're gonna say, "Oh, the Ravens are frauds. They can't beat of the course. Chiefs." All right. Well, in case you haven't noticed, a lot of other teams have trouble beating the Chiefs as well, too. I, I still think the Ravens are are a fantastic football. Team Chiefs one, Raven or Packers two, Ravens three, Bears four. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going Eagles here? (laughs) Uh, I'm going Atlanta Falcons here. Oh, god, they can score a lot. Pittsburgh Steelers number four. Okay, okay, okay. Number five now, and see four, five, six here is always the most difficult for me because always. I always and this is this is where I think honestly right now I would kind of like draw the line um, is after pick six, but I went Steelers four, I went Seattle five, I went the Buffalo Bills six. But mm-hmm. like I said, those I mean you could really give me those three in any order from four, five, six, and I wouldn't argue with it. Uh, number seven, the Tennessee Titans, man. Mm-hmm. They, they're three and zero. They've only got a plus six win differential, like it's or a plus six point differential. Part of me in three games, mm. like they're winning by the skin of their chinny chin chin. Yeah, they are. But I do think there's something to be said for that. Yeah, and, hey, find a way. And, and finding a way. And I do think they're still underperforming a little bit on offense. Mm-hmm. I got the Titans seven. I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers number eight. They're starting. They're starting yeah. to look formidable Wait, here. I'm just seeing where you gonna throw these Bears at, man. These undefeated Bears, man. Yeah, Nick Foles, your boy. He got I've you got, a Super Bowl shout got, out, Yo he boy. He did. I've got uh, your 49ers number nine. Okay, all right. Okay, I, okay. I, I hate my words a little bit with the 49ers last respect, week, but respect, we we love. live we live to fight another day. And like <laughs> we lived to fight another like, day. Like <laughs> like and Mote said, uh, that team well coached, a lot of good players the there. The 36 burger and a boy, jeez. I got the Niners number nine, and <laughs> but
2: then they don't have the quarterback. They don't have the, the running back. They don't have the edge guy. They don't have the inside
1: guy.
0: They don't have that guy. Okay.
2: 36 like it's nothing. And I'm going to fix the pylon camera for you real quick.
1: (laughs) Let's go. And then number 10, rounding out my top 10, I got the New England Patriots. Ooh, I like it. Others receiving votes, Rams, Colts, Saints, Chicago Bears. Arthur Motes, one more time thank real quick. Thank
2: you for the thank you for dropping the bears in there. <laughs> one more time, that, one man. more
1: time real quick from the top. Chiefs one, Packers two, Ravens three, Steelers four, Seattle five, Buffalo six, Tennessee seven, the Bucks eight. Number nine, those Niners and ten, the Cam Newton Patriots. Honorable mentions, Rams, Colts, Saints, Bears. Arthur Motes, what say you? I like it. Funny thing is, man, we are identical on our first six.
2: Okay who would you have at seven? You have... Uh, Titans. Yeah, the Titans at seven. Yeah, so the first six were identical. I got the Chiefs at one, man. They're the man until somebody beats them. We talked about that before. We haven't seen any glimpses of them slowing down. It doesn't matter if they start fast or slow. When they start fast, we saw what that looks like. They're really tough to beat. When they start slow, they still tough to beat. I mean, my man Mahomes out here throwing underhand passes. It's like, I'm playing with Gray in the front yard. Here you go, catch the ball here. It's insane. For a touchdown, it's uh, nice. It's, it's, it's it, nuts.
1: It, it, the, it's absolutely insane. It, it really, like... It's certain things you're not supposed to be able to, or not even be comfortable enough.
2: Scheme like, you know how much trust your coach Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy have to have in you to say, "Hey, we're gonna design a play where you snap the ball, take two steps back, and underhand toss it." To, <laughs> like, what? Then no, 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 underhand toss to the fullback, to the fullback, to the fullback. Not like, tight like, end, like, Tyree Kill or
1: Sammy Watkins, the fullback,
2: the fullback. And this gonna work? Like that? That that just lets you know they're on a whole another planet right now. That that you don't do that type of stuff. Not against the Baltimore Ravens. If you're playing against the the Chicago Bears, (laughs) the Jets, the Giants, okay, cool, cool, have at it. The Baltimore Ravens, we know they're a good football team. Like, what? That's filthy. That's why they're still (laughs) number one. And still. Yes. Number two, the Packers, man, come on, man. Dude, they're they're on fire right now. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. They still need offensive help, though. They they waiting on that help, all right? You,
1: you know Aaron Rodgers uh, has 12 touchdown passes uh-huh. already through three weeks. Uh, tell me about it. It took him to week seven to get to 12 touchdown <laughs> passes last yeah, year. It, but,
2: but he needs more help, man. He doesn't have enough out there. I don't know why they didn't draft him, or a receiver, or a running back, man. Oh, and shout-out to the to the Smith brothers, too. They still getting that through, baby. Mm-hmm. Just throwing that out there. So oh, and, they're at two. and all
1: those people who said, Lazard, no way this guy could no be a number two wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, yeah. no
2: way, no way, no way. He can't do that, Ooh. right? Huh? Keep that same energy. Maybe the coaching staff knew a little bit more than uh than, <laughs> than the fans and the media,
1: huh? Maybe. You don't say. Maybe. You was know, at the old the old Jim Mora rine, ah, line, right? You you yeah. think you know? You don't you, know, you but you think, think you know. know. It's
2: cool. It's cool. At number three, man, listen, Baltimore is still there. I, dude, if they got beat against you know a, a team that wasn't the Chiefs, by all means, right. drop them. If down. they look like that against the Chargers, right? Right. Totally different conversation. Yeah. I'm like, bro, it's the Chiefs. Now I will say this, and even when you're looking at Lamar's matchups historically against the Chiefs, that's the only team he struggled against them and the own Titans. three. Yeah, that's it. Those are the teams that have given him the most issues. And as a coaching staff, I, I view Harbaugh and the Ravens, how i uh, Harbaugh and the Ravens versus the Chiefs, how I view us as Pittsburgh against New England. It's yes. almost like they get in their own head. I mean, you see them go down a score. And they abandon the run. They abandon what they do well. They start getting pass happy. And they don't have the personnel for that. And even when they don't even need to do that, they they can go and run their offense and still be fine. But it's like they panic against the Chiefs. Yeah.
1: And were you surprised though? Like with all that history that they have and on everything you just laid out, that they drive the ball down the field their first possession of the game, but settle for a field goal? I I, I thought it was gonna go for it.
2: I was surprised by it. You would think me like, hey, too. It, like it, this type of game, you want to send a message you send early. a message early. I gotta say, I'm not scared of you. That that kick in the field goal to me was like, hey, we're we're just happy to be here. Don't blow us out. Like that was the vibe. We got some yeah. points. We got some points. It, it, it's that's not winning. That that's not how you play that team, especially, especially. when you're the Ravens too, right? Because like right. you
1: have to be ahead. You can't. You're not built to play from. No behind. question, man.
2: So that's the only reason why I still I, I, they drop down a spot from number two to number three, yeah. but they're still yeah. a top
1: tier team like until prove otherwise. People are dropping them down seven, eight, yeah. nine on their power rankings. Exactly. That's, that's just insane. And,
2: and especially and like I said, it's different with the Niners because the Niners, even though they won, they still have a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries and injuries. we know. Yeah. Them coming back and winning big against the Giants was good, but the Giants aren't contenders on this level. Right. So that's why it's different in terms of how we look at them this week compared to last week, and more so how I we agree. look at the Ravens yeah. this week compared to last week. Certainly. So Certainly. that's why I have them
1: at three. And, I, you four. know, I, I got the Niners at nine. Like, once right. they get healthier, they will, they will move up the list. No question. Obviously. No yeah. question.
2: Yeah. So, and number four, I had the Pittsburgh Stills, man, I thought that they still have room to grow, but they're finding ways to win. And I thought this was their most – Viable competition to date Granted none of the teams They've beat have a win Have a win period But I just thought As a whole That was their most Complete game Yes In terms of who They were playing against In terms of How you would want to Stack that Texans team that The Texans team Is a good 3 A, a good 0-3 team Whereas the Bears Are a bad 3-0 and team <laughs> Correct That lets you like, know I would take the Texans To beat correct. the Bears no, This no, weekend question. I think No question Like That just lets you oh, know I got
1: Motes to do A hypothetical right that no, no that's not a hypothetical
2: <laughs> that, That's realistic it, it, I'm just saying like, If both guys are healthy it doesn't matter when they're playing i'm with you the texans are a better team right now even though their record doesn't say that but you look at the competition they played against and that's
1: why it is what it is the the texans have most likely played three playoff teams in the first three weeks of the season they could potentially be
2: playing the top three seeds in the AFC. like what are we talking (laughs) about here chiefs ravens Steelers.
1: right you slice how you want to slice it (laughs) like Like, top three seeds right now along with the bills those are probably going to be the top four seeds like dead serious man so
2: So that's why I look at them like that. And number five, the Seahawks, man. They're, they're still finding ways to get the job done. Russell Wilson is still looking great. Their secondary is still bad. Even though Jamal Adams is, is making plays, they aren't playing well in that regard. I mean, we saw Cam Newton carve them up. We saw Dak get after them. We saw Matt Ryan in week one get after yeah. them. Let's be real yeah. about it. I mean, they, they, they won handily, but
1: they've been hammering the, yes, yards and points. For absolutely,
2: sure. man. So that's the only reason why they're not higher up. Russ is their, their guy. We know that. But they He's still, they have to, in, they got to improve that defense. They're not, I mean, because you, you're counting on Russ being Houdini, being just scoring eight, 30 plus right, every game. 30 plus plus every game. He, he's not going to be able to do it for 16 games plus playoffs. It just doesn't work like that, all right? So then at number, uh, at number five, I mean, excuse me, at number six, this is where I have the Buffalo Bills at, man. I didn't move them up because I thought as a whole, first half was a great performance by them. Second half, very bad defensively, but I still loved how they responded to Found win because we saw with the Falcons how that looked. Mm-hmm. They've done it three weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. And it's easy, man, when, when, when you have a big lead and a team comes back, You mentally shut down. You say, dude, everything is working. This one of those days. We're about to choke it out. We're about to lose here. They said, through it all, we're going to find a way to win. Now, for them, I'm still not concerned because defensively, the biggest thing they're having right now, Tremaine Edmonds playing with one one arm. Yes. Three of the the, the Rams' points came off of missed tackles by him. He's in place. If he's healthy, it's an easy tackles routine. That's their biggest thing right now, man. They got to clean that element up. But – no different here in Pittsburgh. You would take an 80% Devin Bush over uh Robert Spillane for every snap or a Ulysses Gilbert for every snap. Sometimes you just got to deal with that area of it. But they're finding ways to win, man, so that's why I have them at six. Now, this is where we started to differ at seven. I had the 49ers here, man. I, like I said, last week I had them in the top five. But because of seeing, okay, this is still going to be a, a long-term a work thing. In progress, yeah, it's going to be a work yeah. in progress. It was cool to see it against the Giants. Very impressive. I still I, I told you going into that game last week. I thought they were gonna win it. I did. thought they were the better team. But we know the teams that they're gonna be playing against going forward aren't the Giants.
1: Although they, they do have the Eagles this week. That, 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 <laughs> well, that,
2: that's a plus. That's a plus but, but 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 this is what I'm saying. In terms but I know of what you mean, yeah. Right, because we know okay, even the Eagles aren't right, the Giants. But Bosa's not gonna be gone. I mean, Bosa's gone for the whole year. We know with Grappler, we don't know when he's returning. We Richard don't know. Sherman's out and for a while, Sherman, right? yeah. We don't know when these guys are coming back. So it's a week to week thing right now. Like I said, versus the Giants, I just thought they were a the better team, better coach team, and they were gonna find a way. Eagles could be a little different just depending on what Carson Wentz shows up. Sure. And, and what O line shows sure. up. Sure. You know what I mean? No doubt. But but overall, I still think that they're a top ten team because they're still they have really good players. They do. And they're well coached. And when you got a quarterback that's a backup named Nick.
1: <laughs> a, that's the. I think we just cracked the code right there. Actually, you gotta have
2: a backup quarterback named Nick. All right, when you got that, you look good. If whether you're had, Philly, whether you're Chicago we, now, whether you're San Fran, you gotta have a so guy named Nick. You're telling me
1: if we would have had Nick Hodges last year, we would have been
2: fantastic. Or, or Nick Rudolph. <laughs> or Nick Rudolph. Yep, yeah, that's all you need, man. Just just Nick in there anywhere. All right, Arthur Motes <laughs> cracking the case. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> then at number eight, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. I think that they're playing well, but they still are working out the kinks, man. They still yeah. – and we said – Build another team that will move up the yeah, list. Yeah, but, but I will say this. They are the best of the first-year head coach teams. I think so. Or, or not first-year coach, but like the uh, like either a, a head lot of coach, moving parts. new quarterback, yeah. moving parts. Like they are the best of those bunches. And they're winning right now solely on talent. They aren't gelling <laughs> they are. consistently at all. Defensively, I think they're gelling pretty well. Offensively. They're still working kinks out. Fournette
1: had some rough plays on Sunday.
2: And and that's expected. But that's why I still think, man, from a talent standpoint alone, that's why they've been able to win what they've won and why they're sitting where they're sitting solely based on that, man. I mean, it's crazy to think, after week one, we would have thought the Saints would be up 3-0 in this division right now. And as it stands today, Tampa's winning at 2-1. I was going to say. New Orleans <laughs> down 1-2. Right. New Orleans got some injuries, but that's it, it is what it is
1: right yeah. now. So now Already, I mean, if the playoffs started tomorrow, the Bucs right. would win that division. Right, so that's why I got the Bucks
2: at 8-9, at nine, man. I had to go with the, uh, the the New England Patriots, man. I think what uh, Cam Newton has been able to do up there, both running and passing, has revitalized that offense the the reason why the offense is working this year compared to brady last year brady didn't bring that element of his legs right so you knew okay we're just going to sit back and play coverage and we could play any coverage we want man or zone because we don't have to worry about the threat of the quarterback running and now playing man or zone versus a team that doesn't really have an elite one elite number one receiver oh, it's going to be a great day for you. Now, same receivers out there. You can't play cover one against the Patriots. Nope. You play cover one against the Patriots. You play two-man against the Patriots. Cam Newton is pulling the ball. You're turning your back to Cam Cam Newton. Absolutely. So you're going to have to sit in zone. And, Yeah slash Cam Newton is more than good enough to pick you apart in yeah. a zone, and those receivers are good enough to get open in a zone. It's a lot easier getting open in a zone versus when you're playing man. 100%. But when you have that running quarterback, that's that element that you can't account for it as is. a defender. It kills you We're because when you're supposed to have the numbers, now you don't because this guy can run. Yep. So it handicaps you. seen it with you. Kyler
1: Murray Absolutely, and the Cardinals. Absolutely, man.
2: Yeah. And, and, and even with the Texans. That's why a yep. lot of teams with the Texans, it's like you can't play certain coaches against them. Deshaun will take off. We saw in the first half how Deshaun was giving us trouble. Russell Wilson does a similar thing. Yeah. It, 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 it hurts Mahomes, you, obviously. Man. Yeah, that that's what you love. Your offense, you want to have a quarter even the Bills the Bills, that's been their that's, biggest thing, man. Josh has always had to run an element, but now that he's more accurate as a passer, that duality, that being able to throw or run is killing defenses killing right defenses, now, man. That's killing That's the
1: future wave, I feel yeah. like, 10, 10 years from now. And honestly, Motsi. Even you know, Tannehill.
2: Tannehill's a prime example. We great. know Tannehill's not an elite passer. It's easy to hit guys when they got to play zone or you got play action going. It's Joe easy. Burrows showed a little yeah. bit of this already. Absolutely. And you know
1: who they should be asking to do this because we know he can, but don't tell him I said this because Uh-oh. I'm – the Browns should be asking Baker to do it. more of this, too. No, it no, no, would no. help him. We, we
2: know how good Baker could be in play action. Yes. Especially when you got Nick Chubb don't and the talent. do Don't tell him right. we're saying this. No, like, we're all right with yeah. them messing it up. Don't
1: figure it out. Overthink it. They should be moving him around more.
2: And play, he's got the athleticism yeah. to do it. And when you're undersized like Baker it is, it's yes. a lot easier to yes. throw outside the pocket. You can see a lot more, man. But don't tell Stefanski we said yeah, that. Yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing <laughs> over there. All right. And then my 10th spot, man, I got the Tennessee Titans here. They're a really good team. I do think that... They still have kinks to work out, man. You mm-hmm. look at them from a run defense standpoint, I'm a little surprised because typically whatever your team is good at on offense, usually defensively you get good at because you have to see it and prepare for it all the time. Mm-hmm. The Titans are great running the ball. Their run defense, terrible. They don't set edges. They, they don't have run fits. They gave fits. up
1: over 460 Bro, yards to the Vikings. I, the last I legit
2: could. was watching, and I'm just like, all you have to do right here, you're in the C-gap. Stay in the C-gap. You're the safety. As soon as that guy blocks down on this DN, you just run right here. It's that simple. You turn the run back to the defense, to the, <laughs> the Calvary. They will not crack replace. That's what you call you call it, crack replace, right? Yep, yep. When, when you crack, when the, the offense blocks the guy who's supposed to force the defense, the safety or corner has to replace that right, guy, right. crack replace. They won't do it. I don't know why. Listen, as, as happy as I was seeing <laughs> James Conner running against the Texans, I can't wait to see them running against this Titans. For a fact, the Titans run defense is a lot worse than this Texas run defense. Hmm. I'm just telling you that right now. We're going to get into that later. But that's that's the one right now, man. They they do not run fit well.
1: And they did that very well yeah, last year. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And that's why I'm surprised by it. Offensively, though, I think they're still good, man. The, the, the play-action pass, that's what they're thriving on right now. Derrick Henry and then play-action pass. So that's why I got them at 10. And then my honorable mention, got the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Raiders. Yes, yes, yes. The Raiders. I like it. I like the Raiders right now. You know,
1: but... Arthur Motz, I think we just uh, made history here. Longest segment ever? Was that 40 no, 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 no. We had all 10 of the same top 10 teams. We did? Yep. We did. Wow. The only difference was I had Titans 7, you had Niners 7. I had Niners 9, you had Pats 9. And I had Pats 10, you had Titans 10. We wow. swapped three teams, but all wow. 10 of the same top 10. No, Look I mean, at mean, Dude, think about this, man. Our top six were Identical. Identical. Like phew. our top six were identical and our number eight was identical with the Bucks yeah. as well. We Look just flipped we,
2: we flip what? who do we flip? Just the Niners, Titans, and Pat because you had Titans Pat's. at seven, right? Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah. And then I had Pats at, at ten, you had them at nine. Phew. Look at us. Synergy, baby. Look Synergy. at us. We haven't seen each other since Friday. And we just we we just got the we got it all going Listen, on. Listen,
2: man, I people probably think I'm big time on the show, man. It, it's it's if you're following the Steelers, it's still, is, it still is content, baby. We 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 always work Oh no!
1: We we're gonna get to your tweets here as we wrap up the show on the other side. This one from Mike. Only Steeler Nation can provide these type of jokes. Mike tweets: Do you think Lamar Jackson will be jealous now that his father Patrick Mahomes is having another baby? <laughs> oh, Mike, you you rude for that Jeez. one. You rude for that one? Yeah, uh, Patrick Mahomes and his fiance announcing yesterday that they were uh, pregnant. So congratulations to him, and that Congrats. means what? Um, If I do the quick math here, by the year 2043, the Steelers could draft Patrick Mahomes Jr., Sounds like a good idea to me. All right, <laughs> it, it can't right be around wrong. Twenty forty one. So 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 <laughs> so start tanking around twenty
2: thirty nine just to be safe. I, he might leave early.
1: <laughs> Last chance to get those tweets in, or forever hold your peace for the next twenty two hours at Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two. The Body. We will wrap with your reaction on the other side. Arthur Moats, Wesley Euler. This is Steelers Blitz on SNR. sitting by the fire. My grandma told your grandma I'm gonna set your on fire. Talking about midnight. This
0: dinner, is the Steelers dinner, Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Moates on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR.
1: wrapping up the show as we always do with your reaction on the twitter.com it was a busy day so let's get right to it here Brian says I've been trying to convince my girlfriend of how big and monstrous Derrick Henry really is what are the three words that you would use to describe him I only need one Aries Mm. Like the Greek god of war. Yeah. I'm not talking like the uh, the astrological sign. I'm right, talking right, like the right. Greek god of war, who yeah. looks like he's just cut out of concrete and yeah. abs on abs and muscles on muscles. I mean, ginormous <laughs> specimen. <laughs> yeah, specimens. A lab level.
2: result. <laughs> like, dude. It, and it's crazy when I watch him on tape. I've seen him in person, played against him before, but it's just like when you see. How, like, you're not supposed to move like that oh. at that size. It's like, like LeBron James. Feet,
1: like Yeah, it's just. You're not supposed to be able to be that big and yeah. that graceful at the same I'm, I'm, time. I'm looking at how
2: nimble Derrick Henry gets in and out of cuts, in and out of breaks, and then will hit a gear on you, too, and try to, mm-hmm. try to take it to the desk. He's not, like, this slug mug, like, right. no. <laughs> right. he, he, will, he, will, he will make you run. Like, seriously. You know Ron Dane back right, there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, this is crazy. He
1: He's a freak. He's, He's like a, he a, 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 a,
2: a diesel, bigger version of, like, Eddie George back there. Like, it's nuts, man, when I watch him. Like, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Sheesh.
1: Uh, Thrash says here, um, hey, worst case scenario, if the Steelers Boy. play Tuesday night, you kind of treat it like a preparation as if it's almost like a, a Thursday game, right? I mean, I guess man, it's the same scary, kind yeah. of timeline. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I mean, they, hey, they're not going to blink. They'll cut their yeah, eyelids play, off. And playing on Tuesday isn't out.
2: the worst case, isn't, isn't the worst thing, man, so they'll be fine.
1: Uh, Ray here says great stuff from you guys as usual Uh, do you really believe that this will impact uh, the week 5 game especially since it is against the stinking Eagles (laughs) Uh, I need a big win against them yeah me and you too Ray Uh, because the last time the Steelers and the Eagles played I was in Philadelphia I was working for the Eagles radio network and it did not go well for the Steelers Uh, my wife is from Philadelphia my wife's entire family are Eagles season ticket holders so yeah actually you know what Motes I'll go ahead and say it I mean, I, I'd have the Steelers forfeit against the Titans if it guaranteed a win against the Eagles. I need this for my family bragging rights, baby. <laughs>
2: it's like that, man. It's
1: like that. I, th- they, they are the stinking Eagles, and they are bad right now. But They are, very. As Arthur Motes knows, I mean, they're not going to take anybody lightly. Uh, I can't do that, right? It can't do that. You, Not at you, this level. You can't do that at this level because that is a uh, that's a recipe for disaster, there for sure. Uh, Jab says here, I was listening to Mike Tomlin last night. He said, Watt has a hamstring, and I about had a heart attack. Then I remembered we have two of them now. <laughs> Need to find a way to differentiate. That is always my favorite. That's one of the low key, like when Mike Tomlin says, um, Yeah, you know, Arthur Motes, he has a groin. Like I mean, yeah, Coach. Don't we all? We got grunts. <laughs> he has a hamstring. David DeCastro, he has a hip. I mean, like, Coach, don't you have a hip? I have too? a hip too. <laughs> Is the hip good or not good? Uh oh, here we go. Steelers four eighty. Hypothetical alert. I think we've oh, seen. Lord. I think we've seen the blueprint from Kansas City to Tennessee as it relates to Baltimore. But if the Steelers were to play Kansas City in the playoffs, what would you think would be the keys to victory?
2: Bud oh. and T.J.
1: Watt. Yeah. De- eh. Bud and TJ.
2: Bud and TJ, period. Devin
1: Bush or whoever's covering Kelsey yeah. would be important too. Yeah, but, none, I, but I, I look yeah. at it like
2: this. I don't care how good of a coverage team you are. If you're covering for five seconds, four plus five, six, seven seconds, man, it doesn't matter. You got to get after him, and you can't do it by blitzing him. You have to have the front four that could just go. The Chargers, man, people talked about how the Chargers gave the Chiefs difficulty is because Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa – were able to win their one on ones. They were able to create pressure by themselves. Mm-hmm. That's how you beat those guys. Yes. Similar to what we saw from you I gotta mean, get pressure organically up front. Yeah, you, you front. think about the New York Giants when they played against yep. the the undefeated Patriots. Mm-hmm. They weren't blitzing. No, four guys. Know. Four guys. They didn't have the best court. Think of them. our cover guys. I feel like we're better than those cover mm-hmm. guys. But the difference was their front four created pressure. Could get after those guys. You gotta have the front four, man. Philadelphia Eagles beating the Patriots in the uh, in the Super Bowl. Once again, that front four that they had, man, with Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, and those guys, they could create pressure up front, man. If you do that, I think that's the recipe. And then on offense, man, you just got to play keep away. Mm-hmm. Don't score fast. Right. Take your time. <laughs> right.
1: think, think, do, do what Steelers the Ravens did, but don't kick field goals. Or, score or, or, touchdowns.
2: Or Steelers fourth quarter against the Texans. That that yes. route, like,
1: yes. we're going to have
2: 10 play drives. Four we, or five we, minutes. You're going to yeah. get the ball once in this quarter.
1: Yeah. Good luck. That's, like that—that's that, how it's got to be, man. That's the way to do it. Oklahoma's own says, "Go Pokes, woo, baby! Hey now, now see, I always thought he was a Sooners guy, so I don't Ooh, know which hurts which, which hurts worse oh, because oh,
2: go Pokes.
1: I mean, I'm going to tell on myself here, Arthur Motes. Don't do it. Do it. Do it. This is Wh- the eighth. This is it? the eighth season for WVU. Sorry, ninth season for WVU in the Big Twelve Conference. Okay. We're two and fifteen against the state of Oklahoma at this point. That hurts. Winning record against Texas. I'll see, who, it. who are your two wins against? Winning record. Uh, we've beaten Oklahoma State twice. Have not beaten Oklahoma in conference yet. Oh, okay. We okay, beat okay, them in okay. the Fiesta Bowl, right. you remember, before we yes. joined the Big 12. Correct. But in conference. We are like zero and eight against Oklahoma, we're like two and six though. against.
2: <laughs> that's got to be fun. You at least know what to expect. You're kind of like Cincinnati of the of the, of the conference. Freaking Oklahoma. Are you more Cincinnati or are you more Cleveland of the conference? That's the real question.
1: Oh, gosh. At least Cleveland, Ugh. you got like a bit
2: of hope. Ugh. Cincinnati, you never have hope. Which one are y'all? Ugh. Is W got a little bit of hope?
1: I think we're I think I think we're Cincinnati, but that's still not saying very much. Golly. The Man. lit one, Rebecca. Lit, 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 lit. Says Mozi's wildin' today. No better combo than you guys. Where's The Bears. Oh, we we ain't buying
2: it. Listen, I will say this:
1: (laughs) this is the the formula for Chicago. All right. What you have to continue to do is start Mitch Trubisky every week, but just bring Nick Foles in after one drive. No, man. (laughs) If you want
2: to win, put Nick in, bro. Nick's energy is different. It's the reason he has the name he has, man. Quarterbacks that are backups with the name Nick come in and light it up, baby. And Super MVP too Put some respect on his name
1: (laughs) Last one here Antonio tweets Looks like all of Steelers Nation Is going to have to take Monday off Or Tuesday We're not sure Just take the whole week off But I do Like I said I I, I don't want to do We didn't do a ton of speculation That's not what we want to do We're not doctors certainly No speculation No hypothetical We're not NFL brass But I will say this I think by the time we go on air tomorrow, we'll have an answer. Because, like I said, I don't think they, they, they yeah, want to drag. that. They want the unknown to become known yeah. as, as soon as possible. And it's better for money, better for ratings. Because mm-hmm. I mean, then you can start hyping the game.
2: Absolutely. Right now, it's kind of like the unknown. It could be, it could not be. What day, what time? I don't know. The speculation is cool. Monday, 430. I like that.
1: That's my vote. That's my vote. That's my vote. <laughs> if we get that, I'm with it. That's my vote, baby. <laughs> That'll do it for us today. Thanks to everybody who tweeted the show. You know, we love your uh, input and your participation, as always. We will talk to uh, to Yins tomorrow on a Thursday, right? Three-Question Thursday. Brian Backo will join the show, and I'm sure we'll have more. And I can't wait to talk to Backo too, because that prediction he had last week. Mm. 36? Mm. Mm.
2: I wish we would have had that back, because I tell you, I'm not shaving Backo's, my head. was about to get it. Yeah. Back, it was about to get. I it. wish we could have had a chance to bet that. Shave <laughs> we'll, your head for 30 points.
1: We'll do all that tomorrow, and, and I'm sure we'll have more updates on this, this game situation as well. So we'll talk the ins then. High noon is the time. And as always, you know where to find us on your 24 7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio.